Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and it is a Friday. It's championship game weekend. Yeah. Friday here in Pittsburgh. Of course, the Steelers not taking part in that uh, this year. But we did hear from uh, team president, Art Rooney II, on Thursday. I was there, and so was our guest, Bob Labriola, uh, editor of Steelers Digest, Steelers.com, and team historian. Did I get all the titles in there? Uh, Bob, is, is that <laughs> I have grand, something I can throw in there. Grand Poobah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And, I, I'm, you know, I'm chief water carrier for the drive today. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. Bob, uh, Art uh, had a lot to say uh, yesterday, as he typically does uh, at his uh, season-ending press conference. But uh, much of the focus uh, of the uh, questions was regarding the team's offense and where the direction that it's, that it's heading uh, in 2023 and uh, he sounded pretty optimistic about it. Yeah, I mean, um, I've been to a lot of these, and, you know, what I um, have come to learn is that, you know, Art Rooney II is not going to uh, really uh, be really definitive or aggressive or, you know, any of those kinds of things in this um, uh, season-ending uh, press conference. I mean, he will, uh, you know, he'll answer some questions, um, you know, lay out some things, but um, you know, there, there's not a there's not a whole lot of uh, definitive statements made, ultimatums given, uh, direction revealed, and in, uh, in terms of specifics, uh, so. Uh, you know, in in my opinion, it was it was somewhat of a typical uh, season-ending thing. Uh, I also think, though, that in addition to expressing some optimism, you know, about how the season turned out uh, after the way it started, you know, there were some subtle, um, I will call them Art Rooney-ish kind of um, demands uh, revealed, uh, and you know, the one that, you know, sticks in my mind is, uh, I think it was Mike Pursuit who asked the question, uh, something about, um, you know, uh, usually you kind of chart the course at this this session. Uh, do you have anything in mind for that uh, this coming season? And he said, score more points. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so, you know, that's to me the same thing as, 
uh, when he said one year, uh, we need to change the way that Ben plays a little bit uh, to lengthen his career. Another time he said, you know, we need to be able to run the ball better. Uh, we need to fortify the back end of our defense. That was the off season before the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's little things like that um, that are kind of dropped in there. So, yeah, I think that there's a there's a there's a little bit for everyone. I mean, if you want to come out of it thinking that, um, you know, Art was extremely optimistic about the future based on the second half of the season, sure, you can you, you there's enough for that. Um, but, you know, I'm look I look at it in, in its totality, and uh, he dropped a couple of things in there that, uh, in my mind, those are things that. Um, without saying, without making an ultimatum, if they don't happen, <laughs> um, you know, uh, it'll be a totally different conversation one calendar year from today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the one time that he d- uh, did make a, uh, a statement that was pretty <laughs> uh, straightforward was when I asked him about the uh, potential for uh, neutral site conference championship games and he said i hate that was another one i hate it right (laughs) hate it that's Um, pretty strong (laughs) yeah and you know and then he followed it up with which you know to me was significant too um i don't think it could pass a vote now yeah 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 it's maybe one of those foolish ideas i've heard well but you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of things you know, uh, Art's dad once told me, you know, when the question is ever why, the answer is money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've read some things about how the league could monetize uh, these neutral site playoff or neutral site championship games. You know, that, that they'll do what the NCAA did with the bowl games. You know, it'll become the pool, pool on weed eater NFC championship <laughs> game. Well, they'll there's nothing stopping that. them from doing those, those kind of things now. Well, Other than the fact but, that they don't know where the game's going to be held at. Well, but the you know there may be some other um, you know ties, uh, you know, and, and would a would a, a sponsor want to pay the big money if it's in Green Bay? You know, because right. if it's Buffalo, it's Highmark Stadium. Right. Right. So it can't be the pool and weed eater AFC Championship game because you have to say it's at Highmark Stadium, and that's their you know that's their thing, so um, I'm not saying they couldn't do it. I just don't think it's uh, a company, a business, would be willing to pay as much money if they're sharing uh, that kind of um, top billing, so to speak, with another company or more. So you could do that. Uh, and the other thing I heard was they could turn it into kind of like. The tickets, they could take over the tickets and um, kind of do like they do with the Super Bowl. You could say, go to a company, and I'm just picking somebody out of the, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here pretending I'm Dale Lawley. You could go to Diet Coke here. I got my Diet Coke here. So you can go to Cameron Coke, or you can go to Coca-Cola and say, okay, uh, we're going to, if you want to do this deal with us, marketing deal, uh, in the future, we will give you 
as part of what we're going to give you in, in, terms for, in, in return for the money that you're going to give us. We're going to give you a block of tickets um, between the 40-yard lines. Yeah. You know, uh, that, those kinds of things. No, I mean, definitely um, financial advantages. But Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, trying to get trying those, to get the, 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 the cities where that will never get an opportunity to host those games. You mentioned Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Green Bay, Cleveland, yeah. Green yeah. Bay. They're not. They're not going to give those cities, those cold weather cities, presumably an opportunity to host those games. There's no reason other than pure financials to to vote for that. And if you're Pittsburgh or Green Bay or you know one of the New England places that regularly host right, AFC good, championships right. or NFC championships, you're not going to give up that right. No. Oh, I I agree with you, but I'm saying that there are enough others. I mean, there's 32. Um, and I'm oh, sure, I'm sure. That, you know, Atlanta would be all for it. Dallas would be all for it because they're going to get the opportunity to host it. Whereas the cities that, that have no chance, uh, you're not getting my vote on that. Why would I give up the chance? I mean, you, we've, you and I have covered enough conference championship games over the year, years, Bob, to know exactly what those mean to the city, to the fans, to the franchise that why would you give that up? I don't want a corporate. Well, again, I'm not predicting that. No, it's I, yeah, I know. Yeah, right. I'm just saying yeah, how right. they could try to sell it to ownership, and you know, you start dangling that money out there. Don't tell me there's not going to be people. Oh, there definitely yes. be some. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. But getting those other teams to uh, to follow along with because you need 24 votes. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. In terms of uh, Art Rooney's explanation on why, when he was asked, uh, you know, about Matt Canada, uh, why he was brought back, uh, and he mentioned, you know, the 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 team obviously playing better down the stretch, and then he mentioned the continuity and the relationship with Kenny Pickett. How important did you believe? Do you believe that part of that was? Um. I, it, it's a. I, I think it was a factor. Uh, I don't know how much of a factor, uh, but you know, I and you know, I don't want to say that it's meaningless because I don't really know enough about, you know, what is what goes into learning an offense. Um, what the cha- changing of an offense would do um, to not only the quarterback. But, you know, the other players, uh, because I don't think, you know, Kenny Pickett, he doesn't uh, come across to me as a guy that would have trouble learning. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But there's more than him. Right. I mean, there's a lot of other guys, too, that have to, you know, learn. And, you know, the offensive linemen are young. Uh, oh, offenses. I remember talking to Max Starks. This was last year. And he was explaining to me, you know, this was when, uh, you know, the Matt Canada offense, quote-unquote, with with the motion. And one of the things that Max Starks pointed out to me, which I had no idea, he said that every time the motion man crosses the center, the blocking assignments change. Mm -hmm. 
So if it's one of those plays where, you know, the guy comes across and turns around and goes back, that's two different, uh, you know, blocking assignments or blocking, you know, whatever the calls have to be for the offensive line. Yeah, right. right, adjustments. And then, okay, so that's just one thing. That's, and that's assuming the defense doesn't move. <laughs> what if they start moving? Now right. you got guys, you know, who, who am I blocking now? And so, you know, if, if, if you, you, you go to something new, how does that impact those guys? I mean, those guys now um, are starting to look like uh, a competent unit. I mean, I'm not saying that, that that offensive line is a finished product or any of that stuff, but, you know, I do think that it's pretty inarguable that the unit was a lot better at the end of the year than it was at the beginning of the year, even at the bye. So, you know, there's something there that I think you want to continue to nurture uh, as well. So, you know, again, I don't know enough about what the Matt Canada offense even is um, to know what, 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 it, what the positives, positives of it are, uh, what the negatives of it could be if you're changing it. Um, but, again, I don't think it matters because let's go back to the first one score more points. Right, right. Because if they don't score more points, it's not going to matter. Because a, a year from now, the conversation is going to be totally different. And um, and if anyone, including Matt Canada, believes that they could go, the Steelers or that the Steelers president is willing to go through another season where one time out of 17 games. Um, the offense scores three touchdowns in a game. He's delusional. They're delusional. <laughs> That's just not. I mean, it's not. Right, right. It's it's not going to happen. So, you know, this is. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how to. Again, I don't. I'm I'm trying not to. Um, you know, but this isn't. It's not like a lifetime mandate. That, right. Um, it's a bottom line not, business. I mean, it really is. Right. He's not a federal judge, which means, you know, he has a job as long as he wants it or until he dies. So, um, you know, this is a, as Jerry Glanville says, you know, NFL stands for not for long. Um, and so everybody's got to produce now moving forward. And if they don't, um, there will be consequences. Labs, even this year, could you see a senior offensive assistant or passing game coordinator or whatever the heck you want to call it from outside the organization being added to the staff? I think it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be some things that have to fall uh, in the right way. Yeah. There's a bunch you know, of offensive because, coordinator jobs open right now. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, let's let's remember that uh, there was no plan to bring in Brian Flores. Yeah. Right. I mean, that happened. That was happening. Right. And so I think it's going to have to be something similar. And whoever it is is going to have to be, you know, a, a Brian Flores type. And I don't mean – you know, a guy completely overqualified for the job that you're offering him, but also someone, A, who is willing to accept it, wants to fit in, and that they believe will be a good fit and can help. And if those things, you know, fall into place, I think it's a possibility because this is my own opinion. I don't think Brian Flores is going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a head coaching job. I, I, I really do. Um so, uh, there's, you know, uh, again, uh, it, it worked out pretty good last year. Uh, I think they're willing to do it again. Again, if it's 
you know, you don't want to hire or you don't want to hire uh, the LeGarrette Blunt um, <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, right. coach. You know what I mean? Right. No, uh, you don't want somebody coming in and just using it as a one-year stepping right stone, yeah. or trying to uh, use it to better, you know, get, to get his next job. his own brand. Right. Mm-hmm. right. No, I, I hear you on that one for sure. Uh, in terms of what do you think will qualify as tangible, you know, as, uh, production increases? Is it based strictly on the points, or is it about wins as well? Or both, well, or quarterback well, I, development, or yeah, or quarterback development, things of that nature. All things, are, I think, all that's tied in. I mean, I don't think that you can have um, a, a, a season that ends with what would be perceived as uh, good to significant development of the quarterback and score like you were scoring this points, year. Right, right. I mean, I I mean just, you can run I, the ball for three thousand yards though next year, and and you know the quarterback doesn't really progress. Uh, I mean that's. See that's that's uh, that's not real. It's not. They're not going to run for three. Th- well, they're not going to do Let's that. say twenty five hundred. That's not going to happen either. Well, I mean, they average one hundred forty six over nine games this year. That, I'm no mathematician, but if they do that over the course of seventeen games, you're looking at twenty five hundred yards. <laughs> score more points. But that's again. That's that's you know score more points if. If they can't, if the red, he also mentioned the red zone offense. He did, yes. Okay, so if they run for um, twenty five hundred yards or whatever you were saying, uh, and they're twenty ninth in the uh, league in red zone offense, they're still not scoring touchdowns. And again, I don't think that that's going to be good enough. Um, I, I just don't. Um, you but know, then the you know, more... but by the same token, if they go, if they win eleven or twelve games playing that way. They take their red paint and they paint the barn red. I don't think you can, you know, the Steelers aren't that kind of a team. You know, I, I just don't see um, with with the defense that they have. Now, let's, you know, look, let's look at that unit, too. I mean, you think that that unit is going to be holding teams where you can, you can be 28th or 29th in the league in scoring and win 12 or 13 games. I don't. Just not how the I, league I, works. Just, I mean, the successful teams are the ones that score points. Yeah, and uh, a lot of it, you know, I think that, um, you know, a lot of what you're going to need for your defense next year is an offense that doesn't make it that that gives the defense a little bit of more of a margin for error. I mean, you can't be playing games where, you know, a field goal and you lose. You know, giving up seven or ten points in the second half, and you're done. Uh, so, you know, I, I just I, – I, I think that um, creating these scenarios, um, it, you're just creating scenarios. I just don't think it's real. Uh, and so at the, end of the, at the end of this, I think that the offense is going to have to uh, improve, the quarterback's going to have to develop more, and it's going to have to score more points for the team to be successful enough to get into the playoffs. So just looking at the offensive players, it's rare in an offseason for any team to have basically bring back the entire group. I mean, there's nobody hitting free agency of major consequence. All these guys are young. That, of course, is by design. What more do you need to add to that if it's up to you? Well, I, I think, you know, there are places you just need to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I, to me uh, – 
we can we can talk about the development of the offensive line and how it's it evolved and everything, but it's not a finished product. I and mean, they, and I don't, they I'm not like even zero snaps to injury too. I mean, they, right. they didn't have That's, to test the depth. Yeah, and how is how real is that for two years in mm-hmm. a row? Uh, so you know that group has to get better. Um, I don't know that the receivers are good enough. Just just to say we're going to stand pat with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, the running backs are uh, a nice uh, – you have your one-two punch, and, and that's a nice uh, little uh, situation you have there. Uh, but, if you know, to Zach Gentry leaves, uh, that's your end-of-the-line uh, end blocker right there. I don't know that – you know, Connor Hayward's a nice player and everything, but I don't think a guy of his size, you can put him on the end like that and say, block Calais Campbell. Maybe it happens every now and then. Um, but I don't think you can get away with that on a on a regular, you know, as a part of a regular diet. So uh, whether or not right now there are obvious changes in personnel, uh, either uh, visible or clear or not, um, again, there's nothing about the the Steelers roster where I'm looking at that saying. Okay, you don't have to worry about this position. They're good to go here. No, I hear you on that, Bob. I'm just throwing stuff out there to find out your uh, opinion on these things. So, <laughs> well, I understand. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean this, is, yeah. and this is the time to do this. Absolutely, um, yeah. But you know, I, I just and what fans sometimes, and some people in the media, um, you know, they get too uh, enamored with. The, looking at this maybe as a video game because you know like Matt said uh, about the, um, the 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 availability of all the offensive linemen through 17 games it's not going to happen again right it's just not real um, you got it, they were extremely lucky that it happened this time yeah I believe you know, uh, and, all the linemen played at least 96% of the snaps that's right. almost unheard of three of them didn't right and I don't and while, you know, you can look at the two tackles and say, um, okay, you know, there, there are some good things about both Dan Moore Jr. and Chooks Corfor, but, I mean, seriously, um, they're just guys right now. I think I don't think there's an offensive lineman on that first five who would be described by scouts as something more than just a guy. I mean, none of them are, in my opinion, threats to make the Pro Bowl, let alone all pro. I mean, that to me is just would be a ridiculous bar to expect them to to clear. Uh, And I don't know that you can have a group, if if you want to contend for a championship, I don't know that you can have a starting offensive line where none of them are uh, threats to make the Pro Bowl or all pro unless you have a defense like the 2008 Steelers and set an NFL or tie an NFL record by holding uh, the first 13 or 14 teams on your schedule to fewer than 300 total yards of offense. And again, I don't think that this group has that in it. Uh, and the, the, the way the, the game is officiated and legislated now, um, I don't think you can expect a defense to be that kind of dominant. But then you get the quarterback saying, who's laughing now, offensive line? That's it. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's, you know, um, but 
I mean, anybody who thinks, you know, and that's that's the thing about that Super Bowl too, was, you know, everybody remembers that last drive. You know, my recollection is the Steelers were one for four in the red zone, I think one for three in goal-to-go situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that was that was not one of, uh, um, you know, Bruce Arians' greatest moments. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, he gets a lot of credit for that. Turned out right. But, yeah. James Harris yeah. has scored seven of those points. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you could uh, subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast during the season, and you want to do that because you get to hear the guy we're talking to, Bob Labriola, talk to head coach Mike Tomlin about each upcoming game. Of course, there, we won't have one of those for a while, but new episodes do drop on every game day. Bob, I know you have a lot of fun doing those. They're very well listened to, and they're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app. And wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, Bob does a great job of uh, quizzing Mike Tomlin, not just about the upcoming opponent, but about things that are going on around the league as well. And I think Mike's very candid with you in a lot of those situations. Yeah, um, and and that's that's one of the things I wanted to point up. Uh, thank you for the very kind words, but I mean, uh, it, it's called the Mike Tomlin Show for a reason. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, uh, he is extremely. Uh, open, candid, uh, and willing to expound on a lot of things uh, that, you know, otherwise he might not be interested in addressing in, in, a, in a large press conference kind of situation. And, uh, yeah, I learn a lot, too, uh, to be quite honest. There are, there are things that I ask him, rules, um, you know, those kind of things, some history uh, that he is able to, you know, put into perspective or explain that, um, you know, just helps me when I'm watching the games or to understand the sport. Well, that's why that's a must listen on every game day. So uh, check that out. Uh, when we get around the next season, we're going to let Bob go here. Matt and I are going to take a break as well. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive. Our guest has been Bob Larbiola, editor of uh, Steelers Digest, Steelers.com, and uh, team historian and grand poobah of all things Steelers. <laughs> uh, we do appreciate your time, Bob. I'll talk to you soon. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep. We'll, see you back. we'll be back with more on The Drive right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.